0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X podcast. My name is Andrew, and today we have got a very special guest who's joining us for the first time ever. She's an EXP agent, a team leader. She is in the top 3% of realtors in the nation, and she has over 80,000 followers on social media. Did I get that right, that number?
1: You sure did. On Instagram, I do. Sorry, I'm going to sound funky.
0: Oh that's all right. Well, we're glad to have you. Our guest today is Gogo Bethke. Gogo, how are you doing today other than maybe being a little sick?
1: I know, right? I'm doing amazing. I just uh I don't know if I'm getting like a bronchitis or or what, but I have no other symptoms besides losing my voice. Maybe well, I talked. To-
0: right. <laughs> maybe, and that's okay for social media. That's what we want to hear. Um well, well thanks for joining us uh today. I'm looking forward to today's episode because um we're going to talk about social media, we're going to talk about real estate, we're going to talk about how to build your brand and your following and a lot of great stuff coming your way. Before we get going though, go go just a few quick items of business for our audience as always this is a participatory event uh, so if you're joining us live on YouTube on Facebook on our website wherever you're at please let us know if you have any questions for goGo we'll do our best to get them answered uh, if not we'll give you an opportunity um you know uh, goGo can can share her contact information if you want to reach out to her afterward um, we can do that uh, and then as always please like and subscribe on YouTube please follow us on Facebook and you can get uh, you know weekly notifications when we do new episodes of this podcast. So that's all we have for our audience uh, here at the beginning of the show. Let's jump in, Gogo, and have you kind of tell your story. Uh, Tell us about yourself, how you got started in real estate, how you got to where you are today and and built that following. Um, And then we'll we'll get into some more tactical stuff.
1: Oh, sounds good. Um, So my real name is Jonvir Batki. I am Hungarian by nationality all the way from Transylvania, Romania. I was yeah. 21 years old when I came to the US. I came by myself to chase my American dream. I came as an au pair, a living nanny. I met oh, my yeah. husband right away in a bar because where else do you meet a good man, right? So <laughs> I moved in after two months, he got married after four. I didn't get licensed in real until 2011. Um, at the time I was a stay-at-home mom and uh, watching HGTV, I thought, how hard can it be? Like psh, if they can do it, I can do it, right? Um, So I got licensed, um, got a very quick reality check of like, oh, hold on a minute, where are these leads are going to come from? Who's going to buy a house for me? Because I didn't know anyone, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started researching of, um, I'm just sort of a loser kind of by nature. I've just created um, to hustle. It's what I enjoy doing, right? I Mm -hmm. hate losing. And um, so I figured I'm like, okay, I have to get really good at this game because very quickly I realized all of the different ways how some of the top producing agents were generating their leads at the time. And I realized none of those avenues I like or I can afford. Um, So I interviewed the top producers. They were buying Zillow leads at the time, $4,000 for me. I was like, whoa, I just want to make $4,000. Like I don't have
0: $4,000.
1: So that was out for me. Um, then there was farming, um, an area, which again, after doing the research of the fires and the postcards, and you have to send them at least eight times before your brand registers in their in their mind and yada, yada. And, and, um, I, I had a hard time wrapping my head around, how do you collect their information? Like they have my information, but how do I collect their information? Right. So mm. farming was kind of out for me because I didn't like the idea. Then I have to sit back and wait for them to raise their hand, to dial me. Right. right? Or email me. Um, And then we did the door knocking. I was like, oh, hold on a minute. I'm a five foot two little blondie. Like, that's not happening. I'm not (laughs) knocking on your dangerous door. Um, And then the cold calling for me, for whatever reason, I always had a chip on my shoulder from day one. I'm not begging Mm -hmm. people for their business. They're lucky they get to work with me. I always had that attitude, even from the moment where I never even sold a house. Right, I just knew that my work, ethic think, and my negotiations, because then my marketing skills that I have in me, that there's no way that I can serve a really good purpose in someone's life. And so I was not one for calling up strangers and convincing them that they should work with me. Um, so after I did that process of elimination, I realized there isn't much that's left that I'm willing to do or for to do. Um, and then I said, okay, well then who am I going to sell to or help them buy? Right. And, um, um, and then I read or sell for and help to buy. And I realized that, um, for my audience or the strangers, cause I didn't know anyone. So I was 21 when I moved here, I didn't speak English. I didn't know a single human being on this whole continent. Right. right. So it's really strangers. And I was like, okay, where are the strangers? And I was like, well, everybody and their mother is on Facebook and their grandmother. Mm-hmm. I started Gogo's Real Estate on Facebook, and really, um, all of my transaction, I have never bought leads. I've never been like a Zillow, Premier Agent or whatever that's called. Um, I use Zillow for the reviews <laughs> because people right. check it out, <laughs> right? But um, so I figured out, okay, I'm going to use social media and and uh, do it organically because I couldn't afford to run ads or anything like that. And um, through the years, I just really became super consistent at it. So I consider it my job, right? So. It's like someone, when they're a cold caller, they're calling every morning from 7 to 11. You know, me being a, a social media, that is my job. So I post about um, at least once or twice a day into my feed and then about 15 to 25 times per day into my stories. So mm-hmm. I'm very content. Um, my home is Instagram. That's what I enjoy posting. I can do it with my eyes closed in three seconds, writing two other languages. Mm-hmm. And then I have 17 virtual assistants um, in many different capacities. And then their job is to take what I post and plaster it on all of the other uh, platforms, the YouTubes, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Facebook groups, the emails, the all of the different platforms that we can reach our audiences. It's just not me creating all of the content. So I'll create the content on one platform. And then I have a bunch of mini-me's that plaster it everywhere else.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And what's really impressive to me about that story, Gogo, is that, is that, you did this organically. I think a lot of people, when they get into social media, they'll, you know, do a similar page strategy. Like you mentioned, they already have a sphere of influence that they can, that they can kind of nurture. Um, But, but to, to build a huge following and a following big enough to kind of start your career in real estate organically on social media, especially back in like 2011, 2012, 2013. I mean, that's when you were started building this, right? Yeah. Is super I, uh, impressive because a lot of those tools that people really use to 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 and 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 thrive on that are integrated in social media these days weren't really around back then, right? Some of these. I, mean,
1: some I of these... was the first to start a business page. And mind you guys, okay. I'm like, I, I live in Tampa, Florida now, but I, I'm i licensed in Michigan. So that's why mm. I started out. But even within Michigan in a tiny little town called uh-huh. Pink Michigan that has like one, one stoplight and one grocery store. Right. right. Uh, we don't even like a, maybe a coffee shop and, and like a, a restaurant, right? Like it's a super tiny community, 9,000. So mm. um, the community and, um, So it's not like I started out in like a metropolitan area. Like if everybody and the newborn baby was following me from Pinkney, I would have had 9000 followers. Right. So I'm like, yeah, for me. Right. Um, (laughs) But uh, as the years, you know, went by and, and I would get asked to come and speak and teach other agents. So today, most of my followers are realtors or entrepreneurs that are in the industry of entrepreneurship, I should say. Um, so I didn't do it just with the idea of getting my next buyers and sellers even though I believe that everyone has to live somewhere, right? So mm. everyone is a potential buyer and seller at all times. even if I don't have a license in that specific area, I can refer them and make 25 percent right? So it's mm. a very uh, very well paid phone call. <laughs>
0: sure. So
1: is that right But um, so that's how I look at it. I look at it as don't just think on marketing in your own neck of the woods because that market is small. Mm-hmm. Um, but also think on where else can you make money, which you can make money through sharing your knowledge online. You can make money through podcasts. You can make money through affiliate income. You can make mm-hmm. money through referrals, right? So today I have God knows multiple and multiple, um, different sources of, uh, revenues of income. And that's all through social media. So it's not just the next commission. I don't want people to think about, okay, where's my mm-hmm. next buy is coming from? Because there's a lot of ways you can make money with the power of social media.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And thats I think that's very important to note because I think that a lot of people think about real estate and even think about social media and real estate through this commission-based lens, right? They just want that next commission. They just want that. But referrals is huge, right? People coming in or leaving your area, um, finding surrounding areas. I love that you mentioned, you know, kind of affiliate relationships as, as other means of income. And all of that also feeds your following, right? And, and feeds kind of that organic growth. I'm sure that you didn't you know with with all those means of income you didn't have to necessarily pay to get those going to get those in your pocket I mean I mean I'm sure a lot of it came from just kind of natural skill and building that following and ability that's amazing go go I think I think that's a super powerful thing for people to hear because again there's this commission based mindset it doesn't have to just be commissions it can be other sources of income that are adjacent or even within the real estate community and and industry, right? do not
1: don't don't stop to really really look at their businesses from a 10,000 foot view or slow Mm -hmm. down enough. There's so much in the rat race. They don't slow down enough to be like, okay, well, how else can I make money? So let's say it's standard that you take a 25% referral fee in the real estate industry, right? Let's say your average commission is $10,000. Well, you can go and work for it yourself, right? And spend 10, 20, 30 hours a month on chasing that commission or... You could make four phone calls at twenty five percent each, and there's your ten thousand passive.
0: Mm, I got you. So, so did you always have this ten thousand foot view in mind, or was there a transition period from those early days when you said, "I don't have four thousand dollars to invest in Zillow leads, right? I can't pay for individual leads like that." What was the transition, or how did you kind of navigate that early days? Maybe you were more focused on a commission based, uh, you know, kind of kind of lens and mindset to growing to this larger view and getting some other sources of income that, that were real estate adjacent. What did that look like?
1: I'm smiling here because I wish I knew what I know today. Right, don't we all right.
0: Know? right.
1: But uh, it's a process and most of the knowledge that we learn and earn, so set through the years, is usually the life lessons, right? Mm-hmm. I literally remember the first time I collected a referral check and I was like, hold on a minute. Did someone just give me $1,700? They literally gave me $1,700 to make this phone call. I need a phone call for $1,700. I can wow. do this. Yeah. Right? So not until you really see it in action, you realize, mm. I can go myself and work for 10 grand for 40 hours, or I can make four phone calls and somebody else works for it and I still make 10 mm. grand. Right right? So I think everything, I don't want somebody to be so, like, let's say the listeners right now, let's say you're week two in your real estate career. I don't want you to be like, whoa, I don't I think of that. Mind mm-hmm. you, I'm 12 years in, right? Sure. So we can we can never, and you should never um, compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 12, right? It's right. really because we are too hard on ourselves all of the knowledge that i have today i have earned it through life experiences mm. um but with that being said my favorite thing is to learn through other people's life experiences so somebody who's listening here today hopefully you just learned a life lesson much faster than i learned it right it took me a few years before i started referring right. um out and then also i think is, is leveraging that's super important as well so when you become really good at lead generation and okay so let's talk about that super quick Many people don't stop to figure out where the leads coming from. So because Mm. of that, they are chasing the next thing. And they're always worried about where the leads are going to come from because they don't stop to analyze their own business. Hold on. Where did the last 10 come from? Mm. When I'm coaching my, my coaching students, I always say, okay, where did your last 10 transactions come from? And it's so surprising that they have no idea. So one of their homework is tell me where did they come from? But literally, where did they come from? Like, I want to know, did you start talking to somebody at your yoga you know yoga class is it your book club is it the emails that are going out? is it the farming is it the uh billboard is it your facebook group do they message you do they text you do they call you like where do they literally come from so all that look at your transactions or five if you don't have time right and look at where they come from and you're going to find that there's usually two can like consistent revenue sources right and early generation sources and um, usually open houses, that was for me. Um, so for me, it was face-to-faces because I have a, Gogo is my made-up persona. My real name is Joendria and that's how I hold license. I'm Hungarian by nationality. So nobody can pronounce that. Nobody would call that Nima New York sign, right? And right. so I was like, I just need to get in front of people. I know I can win them over when I can get in front of them, right? So for me, it was open houses. I just wanted to be where the people come to me. I knew that with my personality, my work ethic, my hustle, I will win them over to become a client. And so my number one was um open houses. And my second number one was um social media, right? Because they would message mm-hmm. me at lives at the open house and then they message me on the live, right? So if one fed the other. Um right. so I won't be. Take the time to figure out where are you good at? Because there's this quote, and I love to live my life by, that says, um, you never work a day in your life when you love what you do, Mm. right? So instead of the next commission, yeah, you might make really good money, but you are going to hate it all the way to the bank. Mm -hmm. Versus stopping for a minute, taking a 10,000 foot view over your business, analyze it. What am I good at? Oh, which is an awesome, really good exercise I'm going to throw at you guys here super quick. Message 10 of your friends and family members and say, hey, I'm doing a little bit of a study. Tell me what am I good at? Mm. Because here is what we're going to notice is that when we are really good at something naturally, we don't realize it because it comes so natural.
0: Right, right.
1: Right. It's just what we do. It's just how God created me to be. So I don't think about it twice. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you ask your friends and family, the people who will truly know you, you're going to get those messages back. You're like, oh, you think I'm good at that? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess I am good at that because I do it all the time. It just comes natural, right? So that exercise and your past ten clients exercise will show you what you're really good at. And then I want you to write a business plan for that specific thing for 2024. Mm -hmm. But now some people will say, Well, I just want to double my transactions. Right? My question is why, because right. I want to, or double my income. Right. And I, and I mm. usually say, why? Well, because you want to work, you want to work twice as hard. Mm. Right. No, you don't want to double that. Right. You might, you might want to say, I made a hundred thousand this year and I want to make 200 this year. And I'm, and you might took you 10 transaction to make a hundred, which is $10,000 a piece. Right. We say, okay, well, that's a thousand dollars property. Right. How about if we up your property, how about you drive 20 minutes further to that gated community and start selling thousand dollars properties and you just doubled your income and you still only sold 10 houses. You still yeah. only worth the same amount of time, but doubled your income, right? So this is the reason why we need to slow down to analyze our business. And uh, I think also business planning is super important. Most people don't. They just get on a, the treadmill and they're definitely running. Then right. just have no, they just have no end destination.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that 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 is kind of a callback to what you said earlier. People looking forward without looking back, right? Because um, again, with this with this, as you mentioned, commission based mindset, there you're so focused on getting that next paycheck. Because if you don't get that next paycheck, you can't pay your own mortgage, you can't feed your kids, you can't you know buy food. I mean, I mean, it really is sometimes for a lot of people and a lot of agents a paycheck to paycheck business, and so they feel like they have to look forward. But if you can just take a little bit of time. So look back, look what you know, helped you get the few successes or the successes that you have. That can help feed what it is looking forward and even just make that easier, right? And 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 then to to call out what you what you just talked about, tell me what I'm good at. I love that. And and Gogo, I want to ask you, if you did this exercise yourself, what responses did you get? And maybe what responses surprised you when you asked people, tell me what I'm good at.
1: I've done mine so long ago, but um, a couple of them was people skills, right? Um, or one of them was people skills, and um, I didn't realize that that doesn't come natural to most. Because oh, so here's the other thing: naturally, I'm an introvert. I like to call myself a paid extrovert. I right. turn it on for money right. and then I go home and watch my documentaries all by myself, right? Sure. Um, so I didn't realize that's how people perceive me from the outside. perspective. Mm. Sex- Introverts. And I was like, oh, people think I'm an extroverted people person. I'm like, I'm not. So I must be really good at this acting. <laughs> yeah. This acting thing, right? Um, and then they did say that I have a very I'm very good with numbers, and I am very good with numbers. I didn't realize that other people aren't. Like, I can do percentages in my head. Like, I'm just like I just love numbers, but I also my trackers have trackers. I love to grow things. You can only grow mm-hmm. it if you track it, kind of things. Um, marketing and branding, you know, that definitely. Oh um. The uh, what did they? The, I call it the shameless self-promotion, like pretty much talk about yourself, right? Sure. Um,
0: yeah.
1: What else did they say? Community building, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that comes through again the people skills. I truly love people, and right. I love to give, and I love to get, and I just love that camaraderie, right? Um, but yeah, you just it's just a really good exercise to see what do people see in you. Yeah. And then there's also were some negatives in there. I was like, ooh
0: sorry yeah and that's all right i think those negatives can be can be very insightful too right what do i maybe need to change about myself or change about how i'm presenting myself to make myself a more effective agent a more effective community you know leader and and person who people actually want to work with i love that yeah. i love i love receiving the positives that you didn't know about yourself and also reflecting on the negatives that people call out i think could be very productive that's amazing yeah. i i love that exercise i hope everyone listening uses that as a powerful takeaway, and maybe uses that as if they're not on social media, if they're not generating business through social media, uses that as the first exercise that they get. Because I think even that exercise alone can help them stand out to those 10 people as someone who is introspective and is looking for ways to improve. I love that a lot. So with all of that, Gogo, and all of that is amazing. I, I asked you to give me a little bit of your background. And we went on this, you know, whole journey of, of you know, how people can you know, look forward and look back and and, and develop their career and, and and a lot of good advice there. I want to kind of hone in on your social media strategy, right? Because 80,000 plus followers, that doesn't happen overnight. That's no easy feat, especially when that's organic. I think a lot of people maybe cheat these days and pay for followers or, or, or pay to build that, that, that following. And to have that just be organic is amazing. Um, Do you have any tips, maybe the top three things or the first steps that you would tell a new agent who isn't on social media, who doesn't have a good following? How can they build their brand, build their following? What are just a few things um, that you would recommend, whether it's tools or strategies or, um, you know, kind of daily actions that they might take? What would you recommend?
1: So we have to start at the basics and assuming that they really don't have it even started, right? right. Um, most important is your brand. And um, I, I see this happen all the time, over and over again. And I don't know why people can get it through their head. Um, think of it this way. If I said Target, if I asked you to close your eyes, I said, think of Target. Can you see the logo? Yes. Starbucks?
0: Absolutely. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Home
1: Depot? Yep. Uh, Best Buy? got it open your eyes that's because their brand is exactly the same everywhere mm. it is their website it's bestbuy.com it is above the store when you walk into the store it's it's on their flyer it's in their mailer it's their email it's their yard mm. sign everything right so sometimes what I see realtors do is that their website is brightensfavoriterealtor.com their social media is Jessica Smith Realtor. Their Instagram is Jessica Sells Homes. And I'm like, I have no idea if this is the same person. And most importantly, their profile photo is not the same if they right. have a profile photo. So when we are talking about branding, the basics is the number one. It doesn't matter how much content you put out there to the world. If the people can't put two and two together, that that person is the same person on YouTube that it is on Facebook, it is on Instagram, it is the person that I just got an email from, you don't have a brand. Right. right. So number one, your name. Um, now, some websites like LinkedIn and Facebook, you can have two go-go on it, right? Mm-hmm. But you can add to it on Instagram. So if Google go is taken, two bad, so sad. Mm. Right? Um, same with the email, you can only have one. Same with the dot com, you can only have one. You can't have two go-go .coms. You can only have one. Right. right? So whatever your brand is going to be, you have to think hard on it. Also, some people put location in there. Mm. What if you decide to get licensed in Florida and in Michigan? What are you going to do? Start a whole new brand for each state and then do marketing twice? What if you decide to get another state license? What if you decide to become a broker? Oh, gosh, forget you decide to start a team Mm. or a brokerage, right? So I believe that one person can do a lot of things. So number one, you should own your own name in all platforms, and then you should own the dot .com. So I would start my research with the dot .com and the Instagram because those two platforms, you can only have one of each. Um, right. Hopefully, the name is available. Go super quick, create the account, call it a day, right? Then really think about, okay, after your name is available, then what is your real estate brand? Mine was Gogos real estate. And then when I started a team, it was Gogos real estate team, right? So it's super simple. I just added yeah. on a word. The brands say the same. Our clients didn't feel a single thing. The only thing changed is that I'm not the only one doing the transactions anymore. Now I right. have help, right? So, number one is figure out the brand. Number two, you ho- you're going to have to have the same picture everywhere, mm. right? So, I have the same yard sign, the same picture from the yard sign, the same picture of my email signature, is the same picture on the websites, is the same picture on my business card, is the same picture everywhere. This is why rebranding, if you're doing it right, it's super expensive, right? Right? Because you have to have the same everywhere, which means if you decide to change your profile photo on Facebook, oh, I need new business cards. Oh, I need new art signs. Oh, I need new. Right. So this is why you do it once and you do it right. Um, and also very important that if you don't look like the person in the photo, then take a new photo.
0: Right. That's huge.
1: So if you are still running your high school prom photo and you're 64 years old, you have a problem. <laughs> right. So you right. have to Due to your brand. People need to be able to recognize you at the grocery store. Um, I remember the first time I looked absolutely hit after yoga class and i uh, like here in a bun, all sweaty, winter time in Michigan, right? And I'm at Sephora. And this lady walks up to me in the aisle and, and I'm thinking she works there, right? And she looks at me, she goes, aren't you that go-go chick that sells real estate? And I was like, how the hell did you recognize <laughs> me? Like, I look like I looked hit really in that moment, but I realized I'm doing something right. A, she recognized me. B, she knew my name. And C, she knew what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. So if she was a realtor, she could just Google that go-go chick that sells real estate and she should be able to find me. So that is your goal with marketing online is they need to know your name. You need to have brand and face recognition. That's why your image is the same everywhere. And you need to exist everywhere because you don't know if they're going to find you on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or or Sephora, right? But she would have not recognized me at Sephora if I didn't have a good online presence, right? right. Um, so that's very, very basic. So after you have your name and your .com figured out and you own it all um, and the image figured out and you plastered it everywhere, right? Then now it comes down to this is your job. This is your mm-hmm. nine to five. Right. So you have to create content. Um, so I create my content on Instagram and then my team takes it from there and clusters it on all of the different platforms. Okay. Um, and some platforms you can have links in some platforms you cannot. So for example, when I post on Instagram, I might have to say comment the word workshop, right? right? And when they come in the workshop, if I'm talking about my Google webinars, then they get the link automatically messaged to them. If I'm on Facebook, I don't say comment the word. I should just say, click the link. Right. So my team will take the content, massage it a little bit to fit each of those different platforms. And today we have um, I have 17 virtual assistants that help me pretty much run the show. Amazing. So I think that and so then store. OK, let's talk about feed and stories super quick. So yeah. after you consistency down, right, there is kind of two different format that people um, can follow, follow you through. Um, your When you go to someone's profile and you see those pictures or videos on their profile, that is what's they're called their feed. I call that your storefront. That's how someone is going to check you out. So if somebody talks about that go go check at their, I don't know, bonfire, right, who sells real estate, and then they're going to go on they and going to check out this go go check. They're going to end up on my profile and they're going to see if they, if they like what they see in my storefront, they might come in and buy something. If they don't like what they see at my storefront, clearly we are not for each other. They're going to go buy from somebody else. So sad. So your storefront needs to represent you. Those things that you post on, there needs to look like you, sound like you. Oh, and since you're talking about you, we are not selling real estate guys. We are selling ourselves and our services. Me and another realtor can sell the same house, no problem. What I am convincing the seller on is to use me versus using them, Mm -hmm. right? So your store needs to look like you because if they don't know who you are, they can't recognize you and it's just another realtor, right? So many realtors have just so just listed that's never going to work. That's a waste of your time. Go invest somewhere else your time and efforts, Right. So after that, now we have stories. Stories are when you go to someone's profile on Instagram, for example, and you click the image on their profile photo, it will take you to like a movie style thing. Those stories are only up up there for 24 hours and then they go poof. So in stories is where you allow people to really get to know you. That's where you sing karaoke, you walk your dog, like the day-to-day stuff, right? Right. You're not going to put that into your feed because that has nothing to do with real estate. Mm -hmm. But I still work. See that side of me because I want them to get to truly know me because you never know what's going to make them, um, what's going to gain their trust, right? They might like you because you're an immigrant. They might like you because you have a bulldog. They might like you because you have a type 1 diabetic son. They might like you because you're a hustler. They might like you because you have an accent or you're a woman or whatever, right? Unless you get to show them that side of you, they can't find something in common. If they can't find something in common, they're going to go follow somebody else who they can find something in common with, right? So in your stories, where you truly allow them to get to know you, in your feed is where they see your professional side. Um, mm. So that's
0: that. I, oh, yeah, I, I love that, go go because I hear a lot of agents, um, a lot of agents talk about social media, right? We interview a lot of them on this podcast. I talk to them all day, every day. And there's always been this rule out there floating around that your, you know, your story should be whatever numbers they throw out, 80% personal, 20% business, or vice versa, or whatever. And and they don't get specific like you just did. And I love this where your feed should be real estate, your stories should be personal, right? Um, and I love the logic behind that, where the feed is permanent, and that's your business, your business is permanent. It should be what people come to see and interact with. But the stories is fun. The stories is the stuff that can come and go. The stories is the stuff that you want them to see and and think of you fondly because of. Right? I love it the way that...
1: personable in your stories, but you take your business seriously in your feed.
0: Yes, yes, and I think that 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 leveraging the different types of content on the same platform in that particular way is probably the most effective strategy i've heard um to 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 kind of split up that personal versus professional content right i love that if there's one key takeaway that people that people take from this podcast today i want it to be that because um not only is that i think more effective but i think that that makes it fun right um and uh, I mean, I, that makes- i have
1: so many people like i lost my front tooth this tooth is an implant uh, okay yes. Is an implant and I lost my front tooth and I didn't have a front tooth for about eight months. And I know (laughs) the amount of podcasts I do and I didn't have a front tooth for a very long time. But I couldn't tell you the amount of messages I got when I allowed to when I allowed people to truly get to know me and see what I go through when I pop in, I pop out my my plastic tray of tooth. Right, right. Um, right, and so by allowing people to get to know me, like I talk about what it takes to run my businesses. Right now, I'm hiring a direct kind of like a director of operations for four of my businesses. Um, this person is going to help me grow these businesses, and um, so I talk about that, right? I talk about in the stories, here's the person I'm hiring, what do I need to know? I've never had someone fill a position like that. Um, what, what, what I have to include into the contract, what's expected of them, what's expected of me, right? Mm-hmm. What are the lessons that you learn if they are ahead of me, right? So, you want to make it collaborative where they actually have a reason to have a relationship with you. And that's happens in the stories. Mm. The feed is more like the, here, this is the event that we are doing this. This is what we achieved. Here's the person that I just hired more of the statements that go out there for the world for the rest of the lifetime.
0: Right. And I do think that that's kind of how we've been trained to interact with content, right? When I go to Instagram and I'm looking to just be mindless and, and get some amusement, I go to the top and I just poke through everyone's daily stories because I know that they're temporary. They'll be gone. But if I'm looking for information, if I'm looking for something of substance, if I'm looking to learn something or dig deep, I go to the feed, right? I love that, Gogo. That's incredible. Well, we're running low on time here, Gogo. Unfortunately, I think that we definitely need to have you back on the podcast to dive a little bit deeper into this, to explore some other topics, but um before we go if you have any final thoughts or any final advice that you want to leave with our audience um, let's hit that and then we'll wrap up today and and have you back
1: oh thank you um i think i think i like to say that i'm the world's best copycat right like yeah. i like to follow i like to say i you know i like to copy the people i chase so sad. so if somebody has achieved something Just copy them. There's no reason for you to go invent the wheel of like Instagram or social media or YouTube or whatever. Um, I also believe that we can be really good at everything, right? At the same time. So hire certain things out instead of trying to figure it out yourself. So if it's hireable. So for example, the portion where I create the content, I can't hire it out because I built a brand around myself, right? So the content itself, it has to be me. But plastering it on all the different platforms, that doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be the one sitting on YouTube, plugging in the video, doing the description, getting the title right, doing all the hashtags that said okay, now go over to TikTok, do the same thing, cut the horizontal to vertical, like no none of that, it has to be me, right? So we have to we have to exist everywhere, we don't have to do the work everywhere, we do have to create the content. So I think it's huge of staying consistent, create your content, hire and leverage other people's time, skills and efforts, Um, so that you can exist everywhere because the broader your audience is, the more eyeballs you can get on your brand, the more opportunities you're going to get, because in the end of the day and this is my closing quote in the end of the day when people say they want to make more money um i learned this one from um coach bert he says you don't need to make more money you need to have more people people have the money
0: Mm, i love so you
1: just exist on all of the different platforms you don't have to do the work yourself but you have to exist everywhere
0: Amazing, amazing, and in the spirit of copycat, if you're watching this and you don't know where to get started or you don't know who to maybe go replicate um, and, and copycat, go check out Gogo's content because obviously she's doing something right, a lot of things right, in my opinion. Um, go look at her Instagram, her YouTube, her Facebook, and and kind of replicate some of her content and and use her as a foundation and someone um, you know to to use for inspiration to get started. Is my advice. I hope I hope you don't mind that I shamelessly plugged you there, Gogo. But I think that um, you know you're a, a great person to go to 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 get started there. So
1: thank you so much. Yeah, you can find me under Gogo key or Gogo's Real Estate everywhere.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. We will include your links in in the show notes here, so everyone can go check that out. Uh, to everyone watching today, thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, thank you, Gogo, again for for joining us and sharing so much great information. If any of you watching or listening would like to um, continue this conversation online, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, on TikTok please go check out um, all those places. Just look for Red X and please like and subscribe on YouTube. We go live every week, every Thursday at one thirty Mountain Time um, with amazing people like GoGo to help bring you the best advice and the best strategies in real estate. Uh, again, thanks for watching. Thank you, GoGo. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet.
1: We'll see um, you. I-